the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you here. Today's a cool discussion. Um, we got a gentleman who has done really well in business. He's made the transition from restaurants and that industry and become an entrepreneur, getting into the supplement industry. He's also a very spiritual, he does a very, has a very in-depth spiritual practice, which we dive into, which is really interesting also. A lot of people who are successful or on the way to success have some form of spiritual practice. Don't get too set on the organized religion part of it. But a lot of people just know that there's something greater than themselves, which is really, really fascinating. So we get into talking about health. We get into talking about mindset. We get into talking about different things that we've experienced. And of, of course, getting through navigating the adversity. So I'm really excited to have him on. Um, his name's Brooks Briz. And yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. If you haven't already, go subscribe. Stay on top of all of it. Help the show grow. I know you probably get tired of me saying that, but I got to say it. And at the end of the show, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Brooks Briz coming right up, everybody. Hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest is the founder of SimpleHealth.Club, a men's health foods company that specializes in manufacturing and distributing super greens direct to consumers. More importantly, SimpleHealth.Club creates amazing digital content by collaborating with holistic health experts to help men simplify and sustainably approve their overall wellness, physical, mental, emotional, relational, spiritual, and vocational. This journey began as a result of being hospitalized, which could have costed his life. Laying in bed, laying in the hospital bed rather, he knew that there had to be a better way to improve men's health. So he chose to dedicate his life and his time to serve others for this cause. He became a strong entrepreneurial leader and had stints in the creation of restaurants, marketing consultation, authoring six books, a nutraceutical entity, and even a bike taxi company. So this is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to get into this. Um, hope I didn't mispronounce anything in there, but if, we can, if I did, we'll just, we'll fix it. Anyways. <laughs> welcome, Brooks Briz. Yeah, welcome buddy. to the show, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Um, nope. Yeah, my pleasure. So when I was doing that intro, I want to make sure, is it simplehealth.club or is it just Simple Health Club? How do you pronounce that? Yeah, it's Simple Health Club. It's S-I-M-P-L health.club. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I just want to make sure because I didn't ask you that beforehand. But Appreciate um, it, dude. Great, man. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Welcome. And uh Let's, let's, let's hear your story, man. Take us back, fill in the gaps for us and let's get into this. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to hear like kind of the origin story of how simple, simple started? Well, I want to hear your story first and how you got into this stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. There was, um, no reason whatsoever that I should have been in nutraceuticals, like organic foods, uh, originally, you know, so I was an athlete growing up and played in college, got to go to a couple national championships in lacrosse, NCAA, uh, super cool. Um, and then as, you know, when I got out of grad school, you just lose a step, man. You like, 
you notice there's like a spare tire and you know like your lower belly and you're and you're just not as active as you once were and my thought was huh this is weird like i i thought i could just eat whatever i wanted whenever i wanted and um now now that i'm 24 25 this is weird and um you know going from that to um i went into the restaurant tour life so i worked for the original founders of osi which is now blooming brands so it was outback carabas bonefish grill flemings roy's all these amazing brands those guys are my bosses and to learn from their perspective of operational excellence was really really cool and we i, I was like i don't know maybe employee number three uh, we started a new fast casual chicken chain. We're going head to head with uh, Chick-fil-A. They're still doing really, really well. Super proud of them. I think it's awesome what they're doing. I think there's like 70 some units now. And I just kind of like, man, uh, I feel like we're surrendering a majority of our money back to corporate. And we all talk kind of behind closed doors, end up starting our own place. Uh, so there's a grill called the Big Green Egg. It's very, very popular in the South. It's out of Atlanta. And we work with their biggest competitor, actually, called Kamada Joe. And we were the first place that brought 15 of these grills indoors. And as you can imagine, that was a bit of a logistical and legal nightmare. So you have to have all these custom vents and all this crazy stuff. And um, just continued, like, to work really, really hard, restaurateurs and, and folks in hospitality, and I would say retail as well, just work to the max and and they lose balance very easily. And my whole idea was, uh, I it just, I, I can't sustain this. I can't put in this much effort in this many days and sleep as a hobby. That's not cool. And so what ended up happening is I met a guy in my restaurant, he was a regular, and he goes, I'm starting a new nutraceutical company. I was like, I love nutraceuticals. What the hell is that? And I figured out real fast, it was, it was basically, you know, because I always looked at Western medicine, traditional hospitals, your doctor, that's what you did. And there were these alternative methods. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a total hippie right now. What the hell is going on? And um, yeah, we just, we started developing some fermented food products. We developed a, a product directly um, complementing 5-2 intermittent fasting, meaning like, see, eat normally or sensibly, I should say, five days of the week, and then two days you reduce your calories. Had a lot of success there. And uh, man, it just, it, it all caught up to me. The stress of running that type of business where I thought that I had accrued the type of life that. I had always envied, you know, working from home in your underwear, running on the beach every morning, doing all these incredible things. I made it. This is freaking cool. And all of a sudden, the stresses and just making, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of the Pareto principle. So eating sensibly 80% of the time, and then, you know, cheating about 20% of the time. So indulge, enjoy, don't, don't be a weirdo. And it just, man, I like, between that, I think that uh, my eating habits changed about almost double that. So I would say 40% of the time I wasn't making the right decisions, more alcohol consumption, like maybe two days a week to five days a week, not excessive, but a couple of these simple decisions put me into a hospital bed, 
not good. I've never been to the hospital before in my life, hated it. Now, and as I was laying there, I got IVs in my arm. I'm taking all sorts of these painkillers. I've never taken painkillers before. And I was like, there has to be a better way. This is crazy. I only made a couple of like minor decisions and all of a sudden I'm laying here and I'm incapacitated for three days. No way. And that's what led to, I just, I said, there's gotta be people that know a better way of uh, gravitating folks to better decisions. And I looked at it from a holistic point of view. Sure. Nutrition is a great way to look at it, but you know, what can I do uh, in terms of my spiritual health and all, all these different areas, like my vocation, my vocation was nearly killing me because I was so stressed out and all these different areas. Uh, and there's seven total. And I just, man, I, I just wanted to dis discover some different methodologies in all these different areas that would help me become a better man, a better person. Uh, and I just never wanted to be in that hospital bed before. And that's what like born the whole movement. Yeah, I want to step back and go and talk about these restaurants and how that yeah. how difficult that is to stay healthy in as well. Oh my because, god! <laughs> because I I know firsthand. I worked in bars and restaurants for over ten years. Cool. Um. So I yeah I ended up becoming. I traveled all over the world. I lived in Australia for five years. So I've worked in all kinds of restaurants, every kind you can imagine, and done cocktails, all that stuff, creation of those. But like. The food and, and being in that environment is really tough to stay healthy. Oh, I know. It's yeah, good point. really tough. Well, and so there was always this sort of mentality that, you know, remembering like the mid, I would say, to late 2000s where you were supposed to eat six to eight small meals per day. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I think that's an old wives' tale there is a period where you need to let your body rest and rejuvenate. Yeah. I discovered that over time. And um, it's like our body was not equipped to eat these foods that are laden with additives and preservatives. And what ends up happening, so interesting, like when you allow your body the sufficient time amount, uh, uh, the, the sufficient amount of time to rest, it's, uh, it's called autophagy. It's A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y. And your cells begin to repair and, re and rejuvenate. So they discard the old broken cells and, and they rejuvenate the, um, you know, cut, well, cut like pseudo broken cells. And it just like, uh, it won the Nobel Prize. I can't remember the Japanese scientist's name. Um, but if you look into it, it's super cool. Oh yeah. Autophagy. Yeah. Is, or yeah, I, it, I totally, man, because we've had a few people on here that discuss the fasting and yeah. actually like my, my doctor that I work with is an amazing naturopath. And basically we do, yeah. Like the, you shrink your eating window, uh, each day to whatever it is, 16 or eight or whatever. But then one day a week, right. You, you do a water fast. Mm -hmm. which I found. And then one day you do like a feast day where you, you can, you can, you can let go on like the carbs and stuff so for the week. And I think variation in these kind of things is great, but like you're yeah. saying to be able to give your cells the chance to sort of clean themselves out, because when you think about your body, why we we think, Oh, we need to feed it. It's hungry. But when you think about it, yeah, you're satisfying one aspect, but you're, 
so you're not hungry, but your poor body, your organs have to keep working. So yeah, you're satisfying your hunger, right. but what about your organs that have to keep going? So it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel great to go a little bit hungry, but you know that your organs are cleaning themselves out, regenerating, and it just makes total sense, right? Yeah, like up until my mid to late 20s, I, I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and then I started to notice those effects on, I was like, holy cow, where did this come from? Yeah. I'm, um, I'm getting a little chubby, I can't yeah. run nearly as well as I could, and... Uh, when I discovered that principle, um, it's, it's very valid. And, you know, it's like, it, it's a matter of, so like what you just to ascribe to like what you were just saying, yeah, you know, like basically describe the cheat day from, uh, here's an example, like Tim Ferriss's uh, four hour body. Cause that's what he says. He, he's like in slow carb, you need to confuse your system because if you're consistently feeding it all the same nutrients and it's going to get acclimated. And so your metabolism is going to suffer as a result. But if all of a sudden you have this influx of necessarily like not the best things for your body, it won't know how to react. So I completely agree with that. And then also eating between specific windows, also known as time restricted feeding it's um it's very similar in that your body just needs the proper amount of time to process all these different nutrients um and especially with things that aren't great for you it, you you just can't keep eating that over and over again otherwise it like man you just start getting big as a house and it happens like that and to to me you know I'm not a huge guy but I'm at like 170 pounds but I got up to like 190 in a blink of an eye Man, I completely get what you mean when you're an athlete too, because I was the same. And then, you know, you drink and you stop playing sports and you get fat, man, in right. your early 20s. I mean, yeah. I'm, 30, I'm 35 now and I'm in better shape than I was my entire 20s because- Nice. Well, it's, it's because I work my ass off for it though. Like I've got out of shape so many times. Like I'm, mm. you know, I'm down to like 198 now or 199, but like, but like I was up to almost 220 just before Christmas because the booze and the drinking. And when you drink, you eat worse yeah. and then you're screwing up your hormones. Yeah. You're, you're inhibited or what's the word for you're stopping fat burn because of the sugar. There's all sorts of things going on, but like when you get control of that and you start to, you know, you can really dial your weight in when you cut, just basically cutting out the crap for me now. Like I don't even enjoy like a full on cheat day really like, because for me, I just feel so shitty after because my body's like kind of programmed. Precisely. I, I think like, well, you look at The Rock and the guy has his cheat day. Amazing, right? And like, how can you deny a cheat day when you look at him? But at the same time for me, I'm like, I get just as much. I'll, I, my cheat day would just be like a ton of fruit, maybe some sourdough bread or something. Because really? like for me, yeah, because for me, eating like, like really bad food, it just makes me feel so much worse and I get depressed. So I think everybody's kind of has their own sort of thing. Sure. Um, but I like your 80, 20. I think you realistically in life, you got to be able to, got to kind of be able to enjoy yourself and be, you know, human, right? It's, it's tough when you go to restaurants and, and you just want to enjoy yourself. Right. So. Especially in social situations where it, everyone else is eating and drinking and you don't want to be, and, and I'm a beach kid, right? So I live here in uh, the Florida beaches and, Dude, there's always an excuse like, 
jumping out on my boat or we're out on the beach hanging out or it's happy hour or it's brunch. Like <laughs> you can become a total alcoholic and like eat all day, every day, if you really wanted to, if you're running with like certain social circles and that could be anywhere. And it's right? acceptable. But, it's completely acceptable. It yeah. sounds exactly like Australia. That's why I loved it there. I had such a love hate because it's like, it's so beautiful out. And it's like, well, why not get on the piss? Why not eat? Why not drink every day, every minute, every night? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I hear like, you. It's so fun. But then you're like, oh, shit, this probably isn't good. It's going right? to catch up to me sooner or later. So what, what happened? What, what sent you to the hospital? Like, what was going on? Can you yeah. talk about that? Like, I don't uh, wanna, if you don't want to go too deep with it, you can. But I love to uh, hear about it. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, started this organic foods brand. We were doing quite well. Um, you know, I think in retrospect, it was just, it was not the proper financial management, um, didn't really know what our core metrics were and therefore it's like, oh, we're killing it. We're doing this much in sales. Let's say, you know, we were, uh, I don't know, doing two, $300,000 a month. And all of a sudden you look at it and it's like, yeah, but we're bleeding on the back end. Our net EBITDA sucks. And, and then the pressure goes to me as the online salesperson. Well, we need more sales because sales cures all, as we all know. And it's like, well, <laughs> well, perhaps we're spending a lot of like too much money in all these different areas. You know, there's, I can prescribe a thousand solutions, but man, I think if like you don't have a plan for how to deal for these situations that are inevitably going to arise, you're in big trouble because I'm like, just constantly like, and this is, they're right, right? Like, let's keep driving top line and coming up with different promotions, these different things, but we're not making money. So, man, it was tough. Like the, the stress I've never, I've never been through that type of stress, anxiety where I can't sleep. I'm thinking about it while I'm running where I should be in, in my estimation, I should be meditating, closing my eyes, and, and yeah, I'm a spiritual guy, so I'm praying. Like, and when you're not able to do that, that's a pretty dangerous thing. And then you're, you just start making a couple of, like, like I said, very few decisions. Like I had a lot of really good habits. I had, when I look at my holistic health, all these different areas, in each area, I had all these successful practices but all it took was a couple of destructive ones and it just completely dismantled me. And all I knew is um, I coach uh, lacrosse in my free time at a local high school. And I just knew that like something didn't feel right. It was weird. I was ready to tough it out, but it was something, something in my stomach. And after like two, three days, cause I don't take drugs or anything like that. I'm like, nothing's getting better. And they're like, both your appendix and your pancreas. As I went to the, they did a CT scan and I'm deathly afraid of hospitals. I went into the ER. As soon as I saw that, they were like, they were, they're both flared up. And oh, by the way, like, you'll be fine. You just need a little bit of rest. You need some fluids, not a big deal. But if you had ignored this and tried to do this on your own, your um, appendix could have burst and that would have been it. Like within two days, you're done. And I'm like, holy cow, man, this is the worst. I don't, I don't want to be here. I'm spending a lot of money to be here. 
by just like a couple of like minor decisions. And I don't, that was it, man. That I was just like, I got to talk to all the people that are the best at what they do and get their thoughts and opinions on what you need to do for your holistic health to continually improve and what's sustainable and what's easy. And that was it. Like, that's how I born the whole movement. Okay. Um, you talked about how important has your spiritual side been? Cause I think it, what is it? John Maxwell. Is that his name? I, I saw yeah. a picture of you. John, is it John? Ma okay. Cause he's got some amazing stuff. Yeah. And, he's the man. and a, you know, the thing I love about it is that regardless of your faith, there's just right. such amazing messages in what he says and Jim Rohn and, and Ed Milet and just amazing stuff that, I, I think it applies to all areas in life as I a leader, right? As a mm -hmm. leader. And that's what I love about spirituality and stuff is because it gives you that, it gives you that sort of um, broader perspective. Can you talk us through how that's been, a, a, how that's affected you in your life? Yeah. I think the most important thing to do is not to conflate organized religion with your higher relationship. We all instinctively by and large, have some sort of feeling there's something bigger than us and for you to and, and i get it i've had negative experiences in the church before it's you know it's people and the saying like as i grew up technically i'm from maryland which is um right outside of dc we're below the mason dixon line so we're southern and the church that i went to all all um during childhood was classified as a southern baptist church so people think Southern Baptist, like, what are you like rolling around in the, the aisles and, <laughs> you know, singing hallelujah and falling over? I'm like, no, it's nothing like that. Um, you know, and, and so the saying is amongst Baptists is you will all agree like a hundred percent. We're all on the same page. We're stuck on the same book. We're stuck in the same character and, and Jesus and, but get two of us in the room and we're going to disagree on how the like the daily worship is going to be done right like of course but those are man those are man made principles so i think like for me it's like when you're when you're at your lowest when you have this like you know terrible time and like honestly man it it cuz to me i'm like howling in this bed and they're like this is very minor compared to like so many other cases that we've seen before, but I've never experienced that type of pain. And cause I've always done a really good job of taking care of myself. But, you know, like I said, like it took a couple of destructive decisions to get there in the first place. And they're not even that bad in comparison to so many other folks, but man, it's like, once you're there, you call out the God automatically do it. And when, when you're at the lowest, when you're at this valley, and that's what life is. It's a series of peaks and valleys. And um, man, I, I was already in good touch, but I, I, I obviously doubled down on that. And I'm like, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. This doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Um, I, I just need like the type of mental and physical fortitude to get over this type of situation. And it did happen in my mind, instant, like almost instantaneously. Uh, and I'm super grateful for that. Like I didn't have to go through a lot of pain, but 
it's just like I think about a, a cancer patient or someone that's getting their leg amputated or like all of these ridiculous medical situations. And man, I'm just so grateful for like, and and that's what it that's what it ultimately comes down to is like this this mental and emotional type of gratitude that I began to focus on in terms of is my life really that bad? Like, what am I getting so down about? Um, yes, I understand that I'm here. Yes, I understood it took a, a couple of destructive decisions, but yeah, when I began journaling, when I began intensively prayer, uh, praying, when I began sharing my struggles with other folks just like me, you know, other young and older men in different um, Bible studies and the types of movements that I was putting together, I was like, man, holy cow, we have it so good right now. Why do I have any right to complain? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, I completely, it's all your perspective, you know? For it's sure. Totally, and it's, you know, you got to focus on what you have instead of what you don't have. And most people focus on what they don't have. But I, you got to be able to love the journey, right? That's all there is. It's, yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's like the climb, okay, what does that mean to make it? Yeah. And, I, and I think back to the, it's an old interview. I think it's 60 minutes, um, probably about mid 2000s. It was after Tom Brady from the New England Patriots had won his second Super Bowl. He's got a supermodel wife. He's got any, he's got all these different endorsements, which he's super uh, particular about. And he's the MVP again. And he said, I think it, I'm pretty sure at 60 minutes, he says, is this all there is? This is a guy who's on top of the world. This is the summit. What more could you want? You're a yeah. Super Bowl champion. You're an MVP. You've got this model wife. You've got amazing children that you love. And for him to say, is this all there is? Where does fulfillment come from then? Yeah. And, and that's how I try to focus a lot of my energy and attention is what am I really looking for and what do I want most at the end of the day? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got to have that. And Tony Robbins says that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Like, right. And so when just to turn that on you, I'm, I'm interested yeah. where, where does fulfillment come from then in well, your estimation? I, I, for me, I feel like I had this exact conversation with somebody and I have to make a difference in people's lives. Mm. For me, for me to feel good about myself, I have to make impact and I have mm. to inspire people. I have to know that my work or my service is helping people. Sure. And when somebody says that it's helped them, it makes my entire day. Like if someone says they liked the podcast, it, it inspired them. There's nothing better to me that I could hear in my life than somebody saying that. And we get addicted to that feeling and I love that feeling. And I just want to keep raising the bar to be able to add as much value and to help people because I know that I needed it really bad. And there was people for me to reach out to and, mm. and to, to get inspired from Tim Ferriss is of the world. Joe Rogan's like, you know, Tony Robbins, all these different people that during my darkest times, they had a platform that allowed me to listen to people that I could connect with. And sure. that's why doing what I'm doing now is so powerful for me because it's, it's all I know. And I feel that 
being able to showcase the, everybody's stories like yourself, somebody out there is going to be able to connect and it's going to make them switch the way they're thinking about whatever it is. So that for me is fulfillment and I'm getting that through that. And I think once you get a taste of that, you can't go back to something that doesn't bring you that inner joy. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does. But it, so you're hungry for that type of fulfillment and it always reminds me of someone, well, everyone says this, like, what do you want to do? Like ultimately, let, let's just talk vocationally. Well, I just want to help people. Well, of course we all do, right? Like what exactly does that mean for you and where, where your knowledge, time and skills, like where can they be best applied? And that's a huge question. Everyone's looking for that, right? Yeah. And you've gone through that journey, right? And like, what have you discovered as a result? I truly believe that every single human, and this isn't being cliche or bullshit. This is every human has a gift. I truly, truly believe that we're humans. There's one in 400 trillion chance of us being a human, right? <laughs> like it's, we could have been anything else, right? We're human. So we're creators. Like we have the chance to do amazing things. A lot of people, because of their upbringing, because of lack of faith, because of whatever circumstances, lack that drive to pull out mm. whatever they have inside of them. I truly believe that people have something. And through inspiration and through different things, I feel like people can light that fire again. And I truly think that once people can find that and once you can find your actual, I don't like keep saying find your passion because a lot of people just it loses its meaning, but yeah. you really got to find what, what lights you up. And when you get, when you, if you can find what lights you up and um, you, you, you take off the mask of who you're trying to be, and you just be yourself, something so simple as being yourself. Yeah. That's, that's where it comes in. And people gravitate towards you being yourself, your real self. Cause there's so many people, we're all energy, we're all connecting. So people just want to connect with the right energy and you're not going to connect with everybody. The problem is people are trying to be somebody else, trying to connect with the wrong people. And then they wonder why they're, they're in this situation. That's but when, point. What I've noticed about myself is I was doing the same. I was trying to wear this mask, be this person I wasn't being. Now I'm literally the way I am. If you were to meet me outside, talk to anybody that listens to this, I'm the same way. So now I can actually be myself, have mm. these talks, and create you know, a following or whatever it is I'm doing, talking to people like yourself, then they actually know the real me. And I hope that that leads to some sort of inspiration or whatever it is. And I don't even know. I just love doing this. So a long answer to your question I just think that people need to be themselves and, mm. and truly find what lights them up. If you can do that, I, I, I believe that you're on the right path and things will open up for you. So how, how do you think that happens though? Like how do you find that thing that you, that's going to drive you? I think it's through trying things. Yeah, I agree but with you. A lot of people have fear and this comes down to limited beliefs. This has a lot of people don't work on themselves enough, mm. right? So a lot of it has to do with lack of gratitude, lack of confidence, lack of keeping promises with themselves. You don't build confidence by breaking promises with yourself. You can't. Yeah. And you, yeah. can't build, you can't build that energy that you need by not being grateful. If mm. everything sucks, if, everybody's, if, everybody else is in, if it's everybody else's fault why you aren't where you are and you're, you're, you're constantly a victim, you're never going to get out of that. 
So mm. gratitude, practicing gratitude every single day is so important. And I find that when I don't practice it, I turn into this ungrateful prick. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what am I doing? I'm going back to my old ways. But right. that's me because everybody gravitates towards that old way until you program it every single day. And I think people just need to have the self-awareness that, hey, like I have these limited beliefs from childhood or whatever. Right. So I need to work on them because it, this fear is keeping me away from doing what I actually am truly passionate about. And having a faith, having spiritual practice, breathing, meditation, you know, sitting still, these kind of things allow the, to quiet things down yeah. so you can truly get to like who you are. And this is just me from experience, what I've had to do. So I think people are waking up, uh, you know, more and more each day and realizing that, you know, it's, it's not about trying to keep up with the Joneses or be somebody else. You truly just need to be yourself. It's as simple as that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So you ever hear that saying, you are enough? Yeah. Oh, I say it all the time, man. I, I've right? been trying to program myself. What's her name that talks about that? She's a British, psych, a British uh, therapist. Yeah. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking she's about. She's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so true because that was what it comes down to is we lack that we are enough. So we go for things that are going to fill the void. But yeah. you're never going to fill the void unless you go within. That's right. Yeah, man. It's right on. It's like, it's so crazy. And, you know, these, it's, it's like, I've, I've talked about this before. So many people that I talk to, successful people have these, these practices. Whether it's whatever faith you have, whatever it is, it's just yeah. the fact that you're, you have these things and it's the routine. And that yeah. builds, that builds on, each, on itself, right? And just lack of, just having actual intention as well. Like, what yeah. am I actually doing? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, you're conscious. Like, you're being intentional with your daily actions. I get it. Yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes, right? Because we, we get, oh, there's a, there's a car. Oh, there's a, it's just we're constantly like. Sure. Same with when we're eating too. You know, we're hungry. Like, oh, I don't care. But I actually got off this really interesting conversation with somebody about conscious eating and about thinking about it more when you're eating. Like, if we were in, back in the wild, you know, how would we, would we, how would we eat and how would we prepare this food if we knew we had to work this hard to make this food happen? And Good point. It's, like, it's crazy. She's like, what would you rather eat, a chicken or eggs? And I was like, well, I'd rather have chicken. Yeah, but did you think about how much effort it would take to get that chicken prepared so you can eat it? Good You'd point. probably eat the eggs. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, no, I love this discussion. And I, I um, it's, it's really, it, it, it's inter interesting stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you more about your, your supplements or your, sure. you know, let's, let's dive into that. What makes them different? Um, let's, let's really dive into this because this sure. is exciting because there's a lot of stuff out there and yeah. I really like to hear about, you know, why this means a lot to you and you know, why, sure. what it's, you know, let's get into that. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's pretty easy. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I had, um, a lot of people come in and pour into my group and say, well, what makes us different from all these different brands? Cause there's a ton of different super greens. Like here's mine right over my computer. Right. Yeah. They're great. You know, and I, and I'm like, so we can go into the efficaciousness of whether, I don't know what percentage of 
ashwagandha or chlorella or spirulina or all these different ingredients that are in it. And to me, I wasn't focused on the product at all. I was focused on the movement and the people that I was serving. And my reaction to that question has been the community that I'm building. I mean, it's like you can take a thousand different products and they can honestly, like probably they're all pretty good. I don't know. Like I'm not, if I, if I were to look, I've, I like ordered pretty much, uh, I think a couple dozen super greens off the internet. Some tasted like swamp water, some tasted great. And there's a lot of quality products out there. But my whole thought was all this is, is a supplement to your daily process that's going to make you a better person so that you can do more that matters. Cause if you look good, you feel good, you're going to do more that like, whether it's spending time with family, it's philanthropic opportunities, it's your vocation. If you don't, if you don't feel your best, if you're not, if you don't have sufficient energy, if you're not sleeping well, if um, whatever the case may be, I mean, it's just like get all your, because the daily vitamins, for example, are usually pills. And that means that they're usually filled with a bunch of additives, a lot of fillers. They, I wanted to put that in a uh, form that was the, the most pure. And so I chose a powder. Hey, let's make this a little bit easier. You could go out there, you could buy all these different fruits and vegetables. You could go to a specialty store and buy all these like turmeric or whatever the case may be put it in your juice and you could do it yourself but that's going to be exponentially more expensive it's going to be a lot more time consuming and i just want to simplify that process there's a lot of great ones out there but the community behind that what i wanted to do was connect with people that had different views on how we can develop as people and our holistic health and that was kind of like hey Oh, and oh, by the way, a lot of us juice and we made it a lot simpler. That's all there was to it because everyone else was like focusing. Oh, no, no, no. I have this ingredient and, and it's a little bit cheaper. I was like, no, that's not how I differentiate at all. I'm focused on values and the movement that I'm trying to create. And it all comes down to let's become better people, do more that matters, not even for ourselves, but for our future generations that we're raising. And that was it. Yeah, I love that. And I want to go I want to go back to a part that you said you you sure. focused on instead of the product people and serving. Yeah. And I really like that because mm-hmm. would you say that is a is a vital part just in business in general as to really focus on the people and serving them instead it's of every, the product? Yeah, man, it's everything. It's interesting um especially when I so coming from a restaurant tour perspective, right? We all grilled on big green eggs in our backyards. And it was super cool and we all exchanged recipes and we all had different cocktails and different Cab Sauvignons and different craft beers that we brought to the table and we we're like, this is really cool. And we tried to develop a restaurant out of that and it, it was super successful. Um, but we were focused on developing this unique idea that we we're hoping no one else would take from us. And I think it's like a minimalist sort of perspective where, whereas I think you owe it to yourself to build the community around something that they're already familiar with and already passionate about. And then it's like, here's the better mousetrap that I've developed because I don't know, intellectual property is like 
on, it's so easy to rip off. It, but if you have an audience, if you have shared ideals, if you believe in the same things and you communicate from that perspective, that's what's impactful. Hmm. The product is just, that, that's, the, that's the back end. That's cool. But everyone always starts with the product. You know, you think about, let's take the pet rock from the 70s. There are so many people, I've read it on the internet, they, um, well, so it has to be true, right? Where they're like, I had that idea. I was going to do that. And we've all said that before. But it was like coming up with the unique idea was what we put in front as opposed to let me attract the types of people that I want to serve that have congruent values that believe the same sorts of things that I do and be a bit polarizing to say, if you don't believe this, this is not the community for you. So if you're looking for a silver bullet weight loss system, for example, this ain't your place. There's a lot of other places you can go, but we're focused on these types of values. We believe, you know, X, Y, Z, and then therefore that's what I've attracted as a result. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's really valuable stuff there. That's gold. What, um, who's been your mentor? Like who is that one that sort of you looked up to or any good books that you would, you would recommend? Yeah, great question. Uh, I call it my circle of five. And you've probably heard that before that the four or five people, whatever the number yeah. is, that you surround yourself with, that you spend a majority of your time, therefore you're going to take on a lot of the same characteristics. And that means and like in terms of your relationships, your physical health, the financial, all these different areas. And I was very intentional about that. So, um, yeah, so I have fought well, a little bit more than five now. But uh, just folks that could help guide me you know, and I directly talk to them every single week. So, um, yeah, just like my, my personal trainer, my, uh, spiritual leader, uh, my nutritionist, like these certain types of people, uh, we intentionally attracted one another because we can provide value in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, it's like the folks that aren't focused in that manner, uh, they kind of fall by the wayside as my, uh, my mom, who was, uh, a teacher, she, she always says, you lie with dogs, you get, you get pleased. So you're hanging out with, with folks that aren't lifting you up, aren't proud of your accomplishments, aren't building you up that you don't feel that reciprocal sort of um, celebration and what they're accomplishing, probably not a good fit. So you have to be really, really smart about that. And if I didn't put that in Google calendar, reach out to these folks like, and break up your time and just have that, that short, brief conversation, then I probably wouldn't do it. But I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that's a good point. And a lot of times, even the relationships we get in with like, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend, sometimes we think that because they're a significant other that that mm. doesn't apply to them. Right. Right. Like, for instance, I just got out of a relationship. Um, I haven't talked about it too much, but we were very, we were on different, wavelengths and mm. different frequencies and it would just be weird that i would have all these conversations with people about this stuff and then when i talked to her it would be like she has no interest in that kind of stuff and that felt yeah. weird there's yeah. this disconnect she's a great person and everything but there was this weird disconnect all the time and and i wondered for the longest time like is this is like and same with her you know 
we just we just you you're not on the same mm. level playing field so you wonder if that's affecting you and how you what you're manifesting into your life and what you're creating so it's it's interesting but a lot of times we get to this point where we're where we we were more worried about the fear of losing that that significant other if they think differently than actually understanding this is a relationship and I'm becoming more of this person because mm. I'm spending so much time with them. That's right? a good point. Yeah. Uh, it, it can be difficult. So it's one of those things, right? Like you really need to think about when you get into a relationship, do they share the same values? Do Are they on the same page? You don't have to do the exact same things, but I've learned firsthand that you, you, it is important to really have that, that checklist, so to speak. I agree with you. So for me personally, that starts with my faith. And I've made that mistake, I think, three times in the past eight years. Hence why I'm like 0 for 3 and proposed engagements. They didn't say no. But, you know, like we talked about marriage is, is my point. And I didn't, I didn't begin with those, con- those congruent values from the baseline and I knew it and I'm like, okay, I'm the spiritual leader in this type of relationship, but we'll figure it out and I'm going to help them cultivate and grow. And, and it's been reciprocal. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but man, that it's super tough. Like if you, if you begin with this idea that uh, they'll, they'll figure it out over time or I'll help them change. Mm-mm. bad bad and they're not bad people don't get me wrong i'm not a bad person you're not a bad person like it's just like we're that's not it and here's the most important thing especially when we're talking about spouses it only takes one right and so you can you just have to be really intentional and be really thoughtful about what's the most important to you in in your in your friendships and in uh, obviously your personal relationship with someone that you anticipate on spending the rest of your life with and if those values aren't lining up like i i personally don't understand folks that you know like something like your children or like they some people don't even discuss that they don't even discuss like how are we going to raise our kids uh what, what type of church or mosque or synagogue are we going to take them to like I, I find this very often and i'm just like holy cow like how can you not think about those types of things beforehand i'm not faulting them it's just like i think you should be really intentional in those areas because at the end of the day that's at the root of it all yeah and i guess that's everybody's on a different level of their journey too right Exactly. It's like, it's not anybody's fault. It's no, like it's right. some, some are on that part of their life where they're, the, they're in the growth phase, you know, and for me in particular, I was growing, we met when I was bartender, drunk, party animal, and I evolved into something else. Nice. You know? And well, I just, I've changed because that's, you know, and she's just kind of, she's doing well, but doing a different thing. Right. So it's like, you have to be conscious of that, that, I mean, it's not everybody's going to be perfect, but you got to think like, okay, well, what, what, are, what are their core values? Like they have to at least align. And I don't think we realize that right away when we're younger. I think we just get that attraction and we think, well, we're attracted to them. But that attraction goes away. What, is, what else is there, right? There, you got to yeah. have that real friendship, that real like core, mm. that, um, 
yeah. And it, it comes down to what do they value? What don't they value? And that's a learning experience. That's what this journey is all about. And over time you learn to value things differently than others. You know, stuff you probably valued five years ago, you probably don't value as much and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Our priorities change and that's okay. And it will continue to be like that. Yeah. We're, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. So. Yep. Uh, every day. I think everybody needs to be on the same path to understand that we are growing. And if they don't believe in that, then, then uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Uh, not my cup of tea, but yeah. What, um, I, I subscribe a lot to what James Altucher says, just 1% better each day and challenge yourself in those different areas. And did yeah. I do better? And can I document it in my journal? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Break it down to the simplest, simplest form. Yeah. Tim Ferriss is really good at that. Just be simple. Everything is simple, right? I agree. And, and we're not competing against anybody. We're just competing about our yesterday's self. It's that's like, right. It's like if I'm better than yesterday's self, then Pretty I've awesome. actually won the day. Yeah. Aubrey Marcus talks about that too. Yeah. You know, he's amazing also. So, man, this is, this is a great conversation. Um, I just want to touch on one more thing. Sure. What, what else do you got working on in the, in, in the horizon here? Is there anything exciting that we can look forward to or you uh, keep it under the wraps for now? Or? Oh, I don't mind. Yeah, just uh, back end for a couple of um, pretty prominent health brands. Uh, so I do like, you know, because you want to be ubiquitous, right? So as, as soon as someone comes into your world, did we do the right thing in terms of car capture, email, um, push notifications, Facebook bots, that sort of thing. So I do that on the side, but yeah, I just, um, I'm also really focusing obviously on launching simple health here. Um, so I've done well with that, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. So, you know, I have my personal web TV and podcast show and the folks that I've interviewed, one of the questions I ask them is if there's one demonstrable thing that you could do today that would improve your health. And, and again, as I put many times here, could be physical, could be mental, could be emotional, relational, uh, spiritual, whatever. What would it be and why? I ask every single person that. And I think I've done 25, 30 here now. And every single person has a different answer. Yeah. So I started documenting that. And I was like, holy cow, the answer that they all gave is about a page. And I'm like, huh, I think that could be so you take that, like, let's say we build that up to 50 and maybe you take like whatever it is, 25, 30 of the best, turn that into the first part of the book. And then the second part of the book, talk about this is how I applied it to my life. This is what worked. This is what didn't. Obviously, we're all different. But to give people a simple and demonstrable way of changing their life that's sustainable for them that they can actually do. So I think that book will come out uh, right at the end of the year. And I've been working on that in the background. I'm pretty pumped about that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, thanks, dude. That's fantastic. Um, podcasting, do you like it so far? Yeah, it's cool. I'm very new to it. So I've been a restaurateur. I've been used to like yeah. juggling and kissing babies and doing all this weird stuff and telling them about the food and you know, just having cool conversations has been really neat. Awesome. Yeah, dude. But where can we find you? Yeah, it's um, my, my primary site is Simple Health. So it's S-I-M-P-L health.club. Jump on the email list and check out the interviews. And it's super cool. I don't, 
I shouldn't say it this way, but I just, I don't care. If you want to buy the products, great. If you don't, just check out what all, like I do, I work so hard to find folks that have the best opinions and have something very unique to offer you. And if you want to be part of the movement and check us out on Facebook or jump on the email list, that's all I can ask. Awesome. What's your podcast called? Simple Health Club. Oh, the same. Great. You yeah, the, yeah. That's the best way to keep it all. Hence the name. Yeah, I, I love your idea for the book. I'm working on doing the same sort of thing down the road. Um, oh, cool. With, with the next question I'm going to ask you. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> what, and uh, we will have all that stuff in the show notes for everybody too, so you can be able to go check it out easily. Um, cool. What's the one tip for overcoming adversity to go on to become successful in their lives? Yeah, we're, so where you're at, and, and to be clear, these are folks that just feel that they're at rock bottom or like, you know, just don't know where to go from here. Is that basically the idea? Yeah. yeah. Like, what would you say? Like if shit hit the fan, people are going through whatever they're going through. What is the one thing that you have been able to use to get over adversity? Yeah. Super easy. And I'm, and I, I'm pretty sure that I've seen a lot of people say this, but stop thinking about yourself and thinking about the short term, how you're going to make ends meet, just go out there and serve the community in which you operate. Uh, so for me, you know, I serve my church, lead a Bible study, um, coach, coach high school boys lacrosse. Like for me, I, I was very gifted to have those things in place beforehand, but man, just like get outside of yourself. I get it, man. You're going through a hard time. It's the worst. It seems like the, but the, the world's not going to end. It's not that hard. Just get out there. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about your woes and your sorry serve other people with a genuine heart, not knowing what the return's going to be. It's not going to make sense, but just go and do it. And you're not going to see this instantaneous result, but I promise you, as you do it over time, more and more opportunities come along. And I can't explain it. To me, it's very divine, but do that. See, every single person has a different answer. You, oh, like, no kidding. Every single, I've almost done 70 episodes now and I ah. can go through every single person has a different one. And that's the beautiful thing is that, and each one doesn't think theirs is the greatest one. And each time I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I've never heard that. It's just like, it's so awesome. So yeah, that's cool, man. thanks very much for coming on, man. That of was course. A fun. Um, you're great to talk to and really excited. I like your outlook on things. You know, it's about serving the people, serving the community and, you know, let the product selling look after itself. So yeah, that's a right. Of, a lot of people should think more like that. And I really appreciate the value, bro. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Check him out, everybody. Brooks Briz, check him out. And he has some amazing stuff coming out. And when he has his book, it's going to be even more amazing. So <laughs> simplehealth.club. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Perfect. All right, guys. Have an amazing day. Love you. Thanks so much, everyone. Make sure you check out Brooks at his website. Make sure you go check him out at simplehealth.club. He's also got an awesome podcast with some amazing people. So check him out. It's going to be all in the show notes for you. Love and appreciate you guys. Subscribe as always. Stay on top of it and leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Have an amazing day, everybody. Appreciate and love you all. Later. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.